Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Scout Durwood, and we're going to talk about comedy, electronica, and so much more. I'm looking forward to chatting about her backstory as a comedian, singer, and actress, and how she got started. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, tell me how you did get started in comedy. Um, I think... I think the roots of it are in New York, where I was doing a lot in like queer nightlife. There's a lot of yep. parties being thrown. And um, I was like, go, go dance. And then that kind of came in, turned into like a career in burlesque. And that's how I started singing was kind of just, I don't know, that was like my little special skill. And then when I got to New York, I started doing more more traditional stand-up and stuff like that. But I, I think my origins are definitely pretty underground. And it was fun. I mean, it was fun. That's awesome. Plus New York, that's the place. You know, it's so funny. It's been funny to watch it during the pandemic. And I think New York, New York is this like wonderful river. You can't step in the same one twice. Nice. So I've been, I'm New York now for eight years, I think. And it finally doesn't feel like my New York anymore. Um, and the pandemic's been rough on all live performing. Oh, I bet. You know, because we're basically, well, I'm, I'm in California, but I'm originally from New York. I could only imagine. I was supposed to go to Manhattan um, March, and and then all, everything took place. But you're pretty much inside a lot because look how busy the streets are. I'm sure still, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm in I'm in LA now too. I've okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I think it's pretty brutal out there. I mean, I don't know. I I haven't been back. I mean, I haven't gone anywhere. Road trip. I've just been camping a couple times. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you go? Camping. Uh, we went to. We just went to Lake Elsinore. Oh, um, nice. Fun. It, it, California. I don't know it that well. I mean, I have been here a while now. It's just like you. I don't know my little spots yet. So right. going up to this weekend, I'm camping at another spot that my friend picked up. Up like Santa Barbara ish. Pretty. So, oh, new spot. That's good. Mm-hmm. I know because it beats just being cooped up. I mean, to get out in nature is awesome. Right. For sure. Yeah. sure. yeah. Have you always been uh, confident to do things like comedy and be out in front, or was there a time when you were an introvert? I am. I am. Uh, one of my wisest friends calls me an introverted extrovert. Yes. I think I am. I think as a child, I was very painfully shy, but had like this big imagination world. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's almost like I don't know that I'm confident. I think I'm like. Something just collapsed. <laughs> no, my it's my let me take that away from my dog. It's Thank fine. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little little dog kicking stuff around. It's um, fine. I don't. I so I don't know that I've, I'm confident. I think I'm just kind of like oblivious to not what people think about me, but like I think as a kid I just did really weird things, and people would be like that's so cool. You don't care what people think about you. And I'd be like, Oh my God, what do people think about me? <laughs> and so I think that in New York led to, especially in nightlife where you had this big persona, it wasn't just like when I step on stage, it was like the wig, the shoes, the glitter, the lashes. And so it was very binary. Like if yeah. I was by myself, I mean, I would never let the world see me like this. And it's still kind of a joke. And why not? Um, because it felt like, like almost too intimate like it just mm-hmm. feels like no stay on your side you get 
yeah. you know, to get this thing. And I think too, because I was, you, it's a hustle. Like you're not making a ton of money. So right. I was in drag so much. And so, and that was Lady Scabbington. So it just felt like it didn't even feel conscious. I think it was just like, when you go on stage, you completely transform and you yes. kind of give people this like glimpse into a world that's not just like performatively transgressive, but like it was largely queer. It was a lot of like non-monogamy, not that it was like sex swinger based, but it was just this kind of world where it was like, oh, cute, you want to get married. Not for me. You know, it was, this is very fun making fun of bachelorettes and stuff like that. Yes, yes. But I still struggle with being very, very shy. Well, what's interesting about comedy, I mean, to be on stage in front of everybody, I mean, that's, that's to me, that's the ultimate bravery right there. But what's interesting, let's say for improv, I studied improv in LA, is that you really don't have time to think and have all this negative self-talk. You just have to jump in and be like, yes, I can do that, whether you think you can or not. Well, yeah, and I think it becomes, um, there's a little bit of math to it, and you get into a little bit of, for me at least, like a flow state where an audience to me is very different than people. It's an audience. And so right. you kind of like, and especially coming up as like a burlesque MC, you've got rowdy groups of people, and you kind of learn to like, Steve Jobs, like you're playing the orchestra. Yes. So it becomes less of like an interpersonal thing and more of like, a, how can I, how can I get you guys to come along with me? And I find that just really enjoyable. Since coming to LA, it's been a very different game, and the LA nightlife scene is very different. And I think it's much more like you go to see this one person, you go home. Like venues don't curate as much it's more it's a little more to be honest pay to play if you can bring people you can do a show anywhere mm -hmm. whereas in new york most of my jobs were at clubs that like had a show and so people just came to see the show and maybe they didn't know who was on the lineup um and so it's been a very different thing because now i know a lot of people in my audiences and that's harder for me right is new york also more interactive where people don't mind talking to strangers and interacting with the show or I would say in New York, yes. Well, I think New York just has this culture. First of all, in New York, you do talk to strangers. Like, you yes. eat, you know what I mean? That's like, part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's also, I think, there's less of a sense of, um, amb or like, not ambition, but, like, there's less of a sense of, cre not creative ambition, but what I'm trying to say is n no one doing burlesque in New York is, like, their main goal is to sell the pilot. Whereas in LA, a lot of oh, what yeah. we're doing is like a showcase or like a means to the next level. And yeah. look, I'm horribly guilty of, I mean, I sold the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, but I think in New York, there was this sense of like in the moment and social media has changed some of that where now you can just post photos, but it used to be if you wanted to see the thing, you went out and saw it because you couldn't take it home with you. Right. I don't, I mean, I miss that time. I don't think it was better or worse. I think it was different. Yeah. Especially now in, in, in the core, <laughs> uh, learning how to find more intimate connections with, with technology, I think is interesting. And I've seen people really like latch on to Zoom or latch on to Instagram Live and make that feel like home. Yes. For yes. me, that's what nightlife was. It was my home. I mean, I was gay. Like, it's so cool how much it's changed. But and at the time, it was very different. It was really positive, too. But there was a sense of, like, you wanted to go be where the people are. Exactly. I just got TikTok and then I had to delete it because it's methamphetamine. Oh my God. But I was like, oh my God, there's all these queer people out here. Where are all these people? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God. 
I want to ask you about starring on MTV's Mary and Jane and Oxygen's Funny Girls, what that was like. Totally. Very different experiences. And I think like very much like bump set spike. So Funny Girls was a docuseries that followed six up and coming female comedians in LA. And it was, it went through a couple iterations before it made it to air. And the time it went to air, it was very reality-ish, which totally fine. Um, it was like not my cup of tea. And it ended up in me kind of going, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm taking a step back. And through a long chain of events that ended up with me on a scripted show, Mary and Jane, which was fantastic. And Deb Kaplan and Harry Elfant, who created that show, are so wonderful. It was such a like really special experience that TV shows aren't always as wonderful as that. This off uh, back to the BTS. Right. Um, MTV then decided not to do scripted anymore, but that led me to where I am now, which is most of what I do now is like write and create and often star in scripted content. So okay. take one thing off, which was the, uh, the first album I did with Blue Alone Records turned into this 22 episode digital series that oh. wrote, yeah, uh, we got nominated for the Stream Awards for best indie series, super cool. We like screened at Slamdance, which was, it was really a, just a <laughs> wild, it was so cool. We pulled it off with very little money and I didn't sleep for a year and I had a minor <laughs> middle breakdown, but like a minor one. So a little minor breakdown. And it was rough for like 24 hours. And I was like, just like, go get some sleep. Okay. 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 Um, but now that, yeah. So now I mostly work on unscripted stuff. And so I think I still really love the puppet show. I just like to have my hands on the strings a little bit, which right. slows things down because the development process is long and unending and winding and, yeah. um, but that's what what do you do, by the way, to take care of yourself, typically, your mental, emotional health? Because <laughs> it's crazy, especially right now. Yeah. Um, wait, what do you do? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Uh, I walk every morning. Okay. I get up really early. I have time for myself. Um, I try to eat really well. Um, but definitely walking every morning, listening to music, uh, playing guitar, not as often as I'd like like just getting into that flow state and writing. Huh. Yeah. I walk every day a couple times a day because I have a dog. And I do find that really nice. I try to like, I try to once a day take like a, like a put my eyes on screensaver moment. And sometimes I'll, oh. which is lightly a meditation. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll do a breathing thing or I'll listen to something. That's good. Yeah. And then I think I have kind of a reward system with a friend where we will set goals and then find, oh, we'll owe each other money if we don't hit them. And sometimes they're like, like one of mine is if I go, I go on, this is my dog. I go, <laughs> Cameo. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of a brat, but we've been together so long. We can't. Um, so like if I've been not moving my body enough, I'll like a move my body goal. And if I don't do it a day, maybe I'll have to Venmo her a dollar. And if there's a bigger goal and what it does is it kind of lets you celebrate a little bit. Yeah. The other thing is that all the money we pay each other, we each donate to um, uh, uh, ground mobilization for the election. So That's it great. does feel a little bit like, Good. all right, I didn't, I didn't hit my page count today, but you know what? $20 are going to swing states. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And then in the quarantine, I have a little bubble of single friends, and that's been really nice. We've, we just finally started a few months ago bubbling, and that's been great. Bubbling, like getting out socially, safely, or? Yeah, so we Good. all, 
we, anytime any one of us has like a risk, we would disclose it to the group and we all kind of like as a team manage yeah. what we safe and not. And then the joke, yeah, one of us works on a show and they're shooting again. So she's getting tested like three days a week, three times a week rather. So we, um, our joke is like, as long as Ashley doesn't have COVID, none of us have COVID, but we function like a little family now. Oh, good. You need that. You need to have kind of connections face to face as opposed to just this. Oh, huge. Just yeah. even like hugging people or. Right. Yeah, it's been, it's been so different and I'm so grateful for them. That's amazing. So what else would you like people to know about what you have going on right now? Well, Comedy Electronic is out and it's on spot. I mean, it's on all the streamers and the buyers places. Uh, but the videos, I think, are a huge element for this. Okay. We have the first five videos out now. There's a follow-up coming at some point next year. It got a little bit COVID delayed, which honestly is kind of fun to get to re-examine a whole creative process. Um, so yeah, I think just if uh, watch what's out now. If you haven't watched Take One Thing Off, it's really fun. It's an hour and a half all in, or it's divided into episodes. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and I say too, we've got some fun things coming and uh, so, some of I can't talk about, which always feels really hard, but exciting to, to know it's coming in. And I want to mention, I put stuff on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Your first single, Steal Your Girlfriend, is really hilarious, by the way. Um, it's your portrait of life as a lesbian. Um, and you talk about growing up and you were, felt painfully weird. Could you elaborate? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I like wore a tiara to school every day. And I didn't really think anything of it. And I, I had, I always had a really cool group of friends. We never went to the same schools. And then when I hit middle school, I just thought it was the first time where it was like, things weren't cool and people were a little more judgy of like, wearing a tiara to school. Or that wasn't my tiara phase. I don't remember what phase I was in. I think I was mismatching my shoes at the time. I had like different <laughs> pairs of dogs clashing. I like that. And I, and I switched schools. And when I switched schools, I went to a little tiny weirdo kid school. And I think from there, I just didn't have a sense of like, I didn't live in the real world. I wasn't, I just think I like got to grow up in a way that wasn't, I didn't have any sense of like, this is what you do. And you go to, you know, it, there's no, like, I didn't know about the track now. And now I do. And I kind of look back on it and go, Oh God, that was the, the whole time. But I feel really grateful, I guess. So the weirdo school. <laughs> yeah, you call it a weirdo school. I think it was just private school, but it was really small, so it was hard to bully people because, like, you run out of friends so fast. I got cool. Was it in uh, New York? Kansas City. I'm from Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's great. Shout out <laughs> to the weirdo school. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, it's not weirdo school, so no. I'm just normal people went. Um, I think that's kind of been the story of, of like how I found joy in life is like, if you want to win the, if you want to be like the number one, go for it. But there's a lot of, especially creatively, there was a lot of non-creative work. In fact, like majority non-creative work that goes into that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my MO has been like, yo, find the pool that you want to be in and that wants right. you to be in there and then throw a party and everybody sing and dance. I love that. Yeah. And I always say, you know, life is not linear. It's okay to have all these zigzags and have all these different experiences. Mm -hmm. You know? It makes you better at all the pieces of it. Uh, I know that I've become a much better on-camera person having been in awe behind-the-camera person for, for a while. 
Definitely. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it, it, everything's kind of a game and you're just like moving the pieces around in a way that's fun. Right. Right. And don't you feel like the different experiences you've been through, you know, your time in New York, your time here kind of just molds you into just your next thing? For sure. I mean, I think, I think right now I'm in a moment where a lot of things that I do are kind of culminating and there's a lot of age stuff as a woman. There's a lot of, dare I say, ageism and growing out of the age where women are in their peaks, like that are early mm -hmm. mid twenties mm -hmm. has been such a gift because it lets me kind of take a break from feeling like I am or should be on that little treadmill and going and kind of going like, well, where do I want to go? And I, I really enjoy it. And I, I'll never yuck anybody's yum. I think everybody's path is their correct one, but That's good. yeah, I really like the moment I'm at right now. And I don't, I don't think I could have gotten here without those irreverent years in New York and the, and then the quiet times in LA where I've really been, you know, editing or, you know, right. storyboarding, which is not glamorous, but it's so important. Yeah. I think people have to stop worrying about the age they are and think about the life they want to build. Mm -hmm. Someone I had on my show said, it's not really you're building a career, it's bu you're building a life. Mm. That's and nice. Yeah, so true. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, at Scout Droid, across all platforms. Um, you can sign up on my website if you want um, updates. We got a cool new logo out that we've got some fun merch, if that's your, if that's your nice. thing. Yeah, um, and all that money goes back to the people who made the videos throughout and we've called in a lot of favors, so we're trying to pay those back. Um, yeah, and then, and then, yeah, social media and. Okay, and um, so they can also check out stuff on YouTube. You've got different things out there. Mm, same thing, it's just YouTube at Scout, or not, it's not an at, but it's a backslash yeah. Scout. Yeah, same thing, okay. and my YouTube channel probably has the most content on it right now. Okay. Check it out. Any advice you'd like to give people who are having a hard time during quarantine? Well, okay, this is what I remember that helps me. Your brain doesn't remember duration, it remembers experience. Okay. So when this, because I felt like there have been a lot of like just kind of long, lingering, dull periods, or not yeah. dull, because I've been very busy, but it's like, it's like boringly boring. So yeah. your brain is going to remember this as like a couple singular moments, not this like long, drawn out, nine month apartment. <laughs> Yeah. So just remember this is one moment in life, maybe two. Yeah. Do you feel like you've kind of reconnected with things or people more than ever? Like you were going at this crazy pace? Um, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I think I definitely, I think I've performed live so much in New York and I kept trying to repeat that pattern in LA and it's yeah. not, it just doesn't exist here. So I, I okay. do feel lucky that I'm not, that I don't have the pressure to be like performing every night, but I also miss performing some nights. And that was a lot of my, I mean, you know, we had, we had a, I have a monthly show in LA and that was like a lot of the little world kind of revolved around it. So yeah, I do miss people, but I've enjoyed the time to like be quiet and write. And I've had a big writing project that I've, I wouldn't have been leaving the house a whole lot anyway for these yeah. months. So, yeah. And you've got your great group of friends, so. I do, and they're amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Scout. I really love this. And yeah. at some point, we'd love to meet you in person. Done. Let's do it. Okay. Thank you so much. My pleasure.